Thank you for joining us today on the Annex Podcast, hosted and presented by the Building Christian Fellowship. At the building, we build our faith, hope, and love in Jesus by having a real, relevant relationship with Him. And what better way for us to get closer to God than to learn more about Him through His Word? We pray you enjoy this message. Every knee shall bow, and every tongue shall confess that Jesus Christ is Lord. Amen? Amen. You guys give God a praise. You may be seated. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Praise God. Praise God. It is good to see your faces. Take my glasses off so I can see what I'm saying. If you guys don't know who I am, I'm Pastor John R. Butcher Sr. I'm the senior pastor. The R my name stands for random. And I'm like really random today. I don't know what it is. And I didn't even finish my coffee. But this word has been brewing in my spirit. I've uh, preached this word before. But sometimes Jesus, Jesus said, and again I say unto you. You know what I'm saying? Because... Sometimes, you know, when I was in the military, we would go out to the range and we'd shoot. Some of you guys know that we're in the military. So you got there, you shoot. And if you didn't qualify, you had to retrain. Do you get that? If you didn't qualify, you had to retrain. And the problem that's happening in church today is people go for the qualification. You didn't qualify and we go on to the next message. We can't do that. I know know some of you guys have been churched and all that other stuff, but I want to just tell you that sometimes as a pastor, don't don't sit there and go, man, he preached preached that last week. Sometimes we have to keep preaching it until you get it. Okay, you didn't understand that. Praise God. Ephesians chapter 4, 3 and 6. Ephesians chapter 4, 3 and 6. And yes, Pastor Raquel, you did hear the Lord specifically this morning in prayer time. Ephesians 4, 3 and 6, it states this, endeavoring to keep the unity of the spirit in the bond of peace. There is one body and one spirit. Just as you were called in one hope of your calling, one Lord, one faith, one baptism, one God and father of all who is above all and through all, all in you. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, I thank you right now for your word. I thank you that our ears are open to hear your word. Our hearts are prepared to receive the engrafted word of God, which will save our souls. Lord, we thank you right now that once we receive this word, we will never be the same. Chastise us, challenge us, change us in the presence of God. We thank you for it in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Are y'all ready for this? You guys are going to love me today. In the spirit of this scripture, I feel compelled to preach this message, endeavoring to keep the unity of the spirit here at church. Now, endeavoring means to try hard, try harder to achieve something. So by the foolishness of preaching, I'm going to try hard to protect to guard, to look after, to care for, to fight, and defend the unity of real relevant relationships here at the Building Christian Fellowship. 
You hear us say it. You turn over here and look. This is what we're about here. We're about building faith, building hope, building love, and building real relevant relationships. That is what it's all about. Not just real relevant relationships with one another, but also with Jesus Christ. How many people have been offended? Everybody's hand should have came up. Matter of fact, I'm offended that you didn't raise your hand. Turn to Matthew 24 and 10. And it states, and some will be offended. It's not your cousin Manny. It's many. Not some. But many will be offended. Will betray one another and hate one another. And many false prophets shall rise and shall deceive many. And because iniquity shall abound, the love of many shall wax cold. I'm about to go there. Let me talk about growth first. Let's talk about growth. Growth is good. You guys, you guys agree with that? Growth is good. Unless somebody's growth when they're like, I got a growth on my neck. Or there's a growth around my waist from eating too much. We're not talking about that kind of growth. The growth that we're experiencing here at the building is phenomenal. It's great. We love it. And guess what? I'm going to continue to fight to make sure that we keep the unity of the bond of peace here at the building Christian fellowship because we want to stay with this growth. I'm telling you right now, so I don't know what's happening. I understand it's happening at the beginning of the year. If you guys probably forgot all about the, the revival that started at the beginning of the year, people forgot about it. It's like here and it's gone. But you, you, you got to understand something. When revival or an awakening breaks out, it, God doesn't just do stuff like that just to happen or happenstance. He's trying to waken up people's spirituality in Christ, not spirituality like your energy. You know, and I'm not feeling your energy, bro. No, I'm talking about the Holy Ghost. We're talking about growth. Growth is good. And I love this growth. I love what's, what's happening here. We're, we're actually getting more chairs. But as I was saying earlier, I haven't seen this growth like this, this so fast in the last two months. It's ridiculous. Statistically, during the summer, the, the attendance is very low. I can imagine what it's going to be like come October. We're literally going to run out of seats. And you guys know that, praise God, you guys showed your generosity. And we're just about there with getting the seats that we need to get your brothers and your sisters and your mom and the people that are outside that need Jesus. That's what the seats represent. Not a place for you to get comfortable. Growth. Growth. Now, I was just recently asked, because I, I know a lot of pastors around the country and actually in, in Africa and a couple other couple places, but I had a pastor come up and he asked me, he said, man, how's the church? How's your church doing? And I said, man, just recently we are experiencing major growth that's going on over the last two months. I can't explain it. And then he turns around and he says this to me. He says, usually this is the time that 
church splits happen right in the middle of growth. Hmm. When growth happens, splits happen. I'm I'm, I'm trying to... (sighs) Okay, John, don't do that. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to offend some people. I'm just going to go there. I'm just going to go there. You're going to love me for it later on, but I'm just going to talk about it. I, I'm going to talk about it. I'm going to put it there. Just in church splits. Why do church splits even happen? People get offended. I'm getting ahead of myself. Listen, don't be surprised if I tell you that some of the biggest uh, uh, church divisions or divorces even are lifelong uh, enmities all began with a tiny seed of offense. Now, looking back at our scripture, Matthew 24 and 10, it says this, and then many will be offended. Many will be offended. When I'm, when I'm done today, there's going to be some people in here that's offended. And then it goes on and says, they're going to be offended. And then once you're offended, they're betrayed. And then once they betray, they're hate. It's a progression. Offended, betray, hate. And when someone's offended, guess what they do? They build up walls. Right? You build these walls up in your mind. Proverbs 18 and 19 says this. A brother offended is harder to win than a strong city. And contentions are like the bars of a castle. And contentions are like the bars of a citadel. Once a person is offended, they can't hear you anymore. And even worse, they don't even remember anything else you said except for what offended them. Huh? There's people sitting in this church right now that you're offended at because something they said, they know, or at least they assume what you said, but they probably didn't hear the whole statement. They just heard part of it. And because they heard part of it, they get offended. And when they get offended, they build up fences. They take offense. Okay, I'm not going to go there yet. We're going we're gonna to talk about it. When I take offense, when I take offense, our offense or offense, uh, offense, offense, you don't, you don't have to take offense. Offenses are made, offense in your backyard? What is that made to? Divide. And keep people out of your property. The Bible refers to these walls as strongholds. Second Corinthians 10. We're going to be a bunch of scripture today, okay? Second Corinthians 10, 3 and 5, it says this. For though we walk in the flesh, we don't war according to the flesh. For the weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but mighty in God for pulling down strongholds, casting down arguments, and every high thing that exalts itself against the knowledge of God, bringing every thought, something which you thought, into captivity to the obedience of Christ. I could stay there all day, but I, got, I don't have time. The nature of God is to give, but the reaction of the offended is to protect themselves at all costs. 
So they build up these walls and these strongholds in their minds, and this sets them up for betrayal. They begin, once the stronghold happens, then they're going to betray. Offended people will betray you. Remember our scripture, offended people will betray you, and then many will be offended. They will betray you and hate one another. To betray is this, listen. When an individual prioritizes their own benefit or protection at the cost of their relationship with another person. Betrayal hurts. Anybody been betrayed? Okay, maybe you don't have to say it. I mean, everybody's sitting there about friends. What about parents? What about an uncle? What an uncle that betrayed you? Or an auntie that betrayed you? Maybe somebody touched you in a way that you shouldn't have been touched. You were offended. There are people that are, have built up so many strongholds in their mind that when you come and seem like pastors, people hate church. You know why? Because they were offended some other church. And then they'll come to the church and they got strongholds up and they got this idea that this person is not that person, but I'm going to treat you like that other person. Stronghold. Don't come in my yard. It ain't a regular old picket fence. You know, some people get used to be the small picket fences, but then all of a sudden it got to the little six-foot fence, and now I'm starting to see people putting up, like, real walls. That's what we're doing in our mind. But betrayal hurts. You know why it hurts so bad? It's because we love people. It's the people that we love that betray us. Let's look at the scripture in Psalms. And I love the scripture so much because it, you know, it, 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 was, it was written years ago, but it's still good for us now. Psalms 55, 12, and 16. Listen to this about betrayal. For it was not my enemy that reproached me, then I would have borne it, or I could have took it. Neither was it he that hated me that did magnify himself against me. Then I would have hid myself from him. Talking about his enemy. He says, but it was you. My equal, my guide, my buddy, my friend, my sahab, my homie betrayed me. We, sweet, we took sweet counsel together and walked into the house of God in company. David sitting here saying, listen, I could, de- I could deal with people betraying me. I could deal with that. But one thing I can't deal with is somebody that I love betrays me. I wish you guys are hearing what I'm trying to tell you. Because this goes way past church because this deals with relationships in your family. Betrayal comes from someone you love, but offenses can come from anybody. Do you understand the difference? Because people come up to me and they'll say stuff. I'm not offended. It's like, okay, well, you know, well, I take that back. And somebody comes over to me and says, man, you got a really big head. I'm kind of offended, but I don't know him. So what? I got a big head. But if my wife came up and said to me something to me, about, honey, you really got a big head. Then guess what? I'll be offended. Because... She loves, she's trying to love me, but I, I, I can't take that. I, I, you guys get what I'm saying? 
You don't have to know me to offend me, but in church, you're my brother. You're my sister. We're family. And if the offense isn't dealt with, then guess what's going to happen? Betrayal. And it ultimately leads to hatred. And you know what hatred is? Absence of love. Mm. I was saying this earlier about church splits. There's been times as a pastor, because it's my job to offend you. Everybody wants the pastor to be nice and all this. But you know what? Sometimes I look at you and I'm here to correct you. If according to the word of God, not my opinion, but what the Bible says. I understand what the world says and they got opinions about this and that. But anytime I need to tell you something, if it's in the Bible, that's what I'm going to tell you. Not my opinion. So sometimes I will correct you according to the scriptures. There's people here that I'm not even going to say their names, a bunch of people here that I have offended. And because I'm very nice, I'm very, you know, when I, when I tell people stuff and whatever I feel, I'm very nice because I'm that kind of guy, just that kind of guy. But let Pastor Donald, if you guys don't know who Pastor Donald is, he has a mean mug worse than Medusa. I'm just trying to tell you, but he tells it straight. He's, gonna let, he's not going to sit down and, and put sugar on it. Me, I, I'll give a sweet answer to you, a little soft, but I'm going to give you the truth. He's just going to give it to you. But in church, this is what happens in church. Even as it happens, is I will tell somebody uh, the truth. They don't like the truth because guess what? It offends them. And when they're offended, you guys ready for this? They turn around and they betray. So what they do is they turn around and they look for somebody to tell. Do you know what Pastor John told me? Do you know what uh, Pastor Donald, Pastor Raquel, do you know what one of the deacons told me? Yeah, you know what? I've been, you know, they've been doing this. And And see, you start going around the church, start telling people. It's called factions. They go around. And then all of a sudden, they're like, you know what? I hate this place. I'm about to leave. Do you want to leave too? I'm trying to tell you, it's happened to this church. People leave because they were offended. Oh, I'm getting ahead of myself. Come on, John. People will leave the church because they're offended when all they had to do was just come up and talk. We'll talk about that later. Church splits. Hatred is the absence of love. Now, there's three different basic ways, three basic ways that people get offended. You guys take notes and get ready for this. Number one, we get offended by what people say to us. Proverbs 15 and 1 says, a soft answer turns away wrath, but a harsh word stirs up anger. Proverbs 12 and 18 says this, there is one who speaks, speaks like the piercing of a sword, but the tongue of a wise promotes health. Let me tell you, say something, and I already talked about Pastor Donald. God bless him. I love the way he he does stuff, and he does. When he tells the truth, listen to what I'm going to tell you. When he tells the truth, it doesn't matter how it comes. It's still the truth. You may not like it, but at the end of the day, it's the truth. Can I get an amen? 
You know, sometimes we need to look in the mirror. When, and when somebody says something to you, you need to sit back and ask yourself, maybe he's right. But then on, okay, on another verse in uh, Proverbs 12 and 18, it says this. There's one who speaks are like the piercings of a sword and by the tongue of the wise promotes health. There's people in your life that have been talking to you and all you've ever heard all your life was you ain't never going to be nothing. You ain't going to be this. We're talking about usually parents, your coach. You don't look. You don't even need to play. Your parents are telling you, you ain't never going to be nothing. You're going to be like your daddy. You're going to be like your mom. This is all they heard all their life. So when somebody comes up to him and says something that sounds like what they've heard because they already got a fence up, and then you say something to them in truth, guess what? They get offended. Some people, all they heard in their lives were cutting and abrasive words. Sarcastic speeches that pierce like a sword. Sarcastic people can cut you to pieces with their tongue. Can I just be, uh, can I just testify and be open? My family, the Butchers and the Johnsons, are some of the biggest sarcastic people you will ever meet. We are sarcastic, but people, we don't realize it. You You guys know, Johnson, when we talk to people, they look at us sometimes, they're like, man, that was mean. And we just, we're just trying to joke. But sometimes we don't realize what we're doing when we're talking to people. <laughs> Says Pastor Raquel Johnson. <laughs> Number two. Second thing that we do to get offended is what people don't say to us. Proverbs 25, 11 says, a word fitly spoken is like apples of gold in setting uh, of silver. You could be offended because you don't feel appreciated. Can I just talk to some parents real quick? When's the last time you heard your kids say thank you? Okay, your kids are that good? Thank you. Yes. Hallelujah. No, the only time they say thank you is because they want something next. It's like I'm dad and our mom and we're our papa. And guess what we are? We're, we're ATM machines. It's like, but then it gets to a point. When's the last time you said thank you to an ATM machine? Why? Because you expect it. And that's what we do, right? But sometimes it's nice for somebody just to turn around for nothing. Not, not, you're not expecting anything, but you just go to somebody and say, man, you look really good today. I like your shirt, man. I like your hat, too. Got blended. You're looking really good. The glasses. I like that. You look good. How come we can't do that to each other? Man, I'm, I'm talking. I'm just going to talk to this water bottle. I'm going to preach hard. Just water bottle. What are you doing? I'm going to look at him. So we get offended by what people say to us. We get offended by what people don't say to us. And number three, we get offended by what people did for you or they didn't do for you. Like receipt when you want assistance with something. Watch this. Now, I'm just going to let you know, I couldn't find a scripture for this to put it together. You guys email me if you do. But right now, 
I'm going to use this word. Is when people get, and people get offended. Y'all ready for this? Unspoken expectations. I expected this water to be cold. Water, why weren't you cold? This is what I'm trying to tell you guys. Listen, so many people have unspoken expectations. And because that person didn't meet your expectation, you get mad at them. How am I supposed to know? I will never forget. I had just had my first stroke. During the pandemic. Didn't know if I was ever going to talk again. You remember this, honey? I'm sitting there, and then somebody calls us, finally calls, I need to talk to you. I can't even talk. So my wife's doing the talking for me. And you know what people said to me? They were like, I'm really upset because you didn't call or check on my family during this time or whatever. I was like, (laughs) I understand. I'm a pastor. I'm going through all. But the point was, did you tell anybody? Can I help you guys? I don't have that kind of gift to know what's going on in your life. Open up your mouth. Tell somebody. You know what I'm doing right here also? I'm doing marriage counseling 101. Unspoken expectations will definitely lead to offenses. And then offenses, betrayals. You know why? Because they ain't doing this for me. They never do this for me. And this, you never actually said it. Hello? We were sitting there, a person looking at us like, you didn't even know what's going on in my family. My wife's like, you know what? I'm so sorry. And me, I'm like that. Because I couldn't talk. I couldn't talk. So she sits down, my wife. My wife says, my wife says you know, I'm so sorry, but did you tell anybody? She's like, well, no, I thought you knew. How was I supposed to know? My husband just had a stroke. He just got out the hospital. Unspoken expectations. If you need help, just open up your mouth. You guys hear me? Just turn and look at somebody, like your, your husband and your wife and say, honey, you know what I want? He's, you know, of course, men, we're like, yeah, sure, I already know what you want. I didn't even say, I wasn't even going there. I wasn't churning the butter. I wasn't churning the butter. I was talking about to eat. You guys, stop it. so number four this is number four you guys ready this is why people get offended when you get corrected people truth hurts as a pastor I offend more people water I offend you all the time and I know it because I'm trying to correct your behavior. You came here and you wasn't even cold. The scripture says that I don't like lukewarm. I'd rather that you be hot or cold. But if I drink you, I'm going to spew you out of my mouth, saith the Lord. 
people get mad at me when I see their behavior and i'm talking about ungodly behavior i will i will let you know what's going on in your life when i see it and i will do it with love let me just tell you something about truth i look at people and and i'll just try to give you this picture because that's how i see pictures i see a picture i see a freeway and i see cars zoom zoom and i see a person standing at the freeway it's four lanes and then they start going across the freeway this is how i see things and I run and I grab them. And I go, don't go that way. You're going to get hurt. You might get killed. And if you get killed, what's your family going to do? And you know what people say to me? It ain't your business what I do. The Lord knows my heart. I'm like the, the Lord knows your mind too. And you're being foolish. I know what I'm doing. I'm, I'm going to go ahead and do it. Listen, I see you doing it, man. Please don't go. Please don't go. And while I'm sitting there, because you know what? Everybody's looking at me and saying, well, you know, well, Jesus went out to the one sheep. Yeah, but he didn't go out. He didn't go out there to get himself hurt or killed. But he sat down. Now, now, now personally, I'm going to sit there and tell you as you're going, don't go, don't go. Dude, look, there's a car coming. And eventually, you know what happens? They get hit. <laughs> but by some providence of the Lord, some people are able to make it across. And while I'm still yelling at them, Listen, you need to come back here because you've already crossed the divide. You're in a place you shouldn't be. But if you come back, if you come back, be like, but what if I come back? I might get hit. No, 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 no. There's this thing called grace that will stop the traffic for you. Don't frustrate the grace of God, but listen and, 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 and use the grace of God to get back to where you belong. Yeah. Not for me to sit down and judge you and go, man, look, I told you, see, now you was here, look what you did, because while you was over there, you lost your money, you lost your wife, you lost your family, you did this, you did that. No, 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 no. There's grace. So when people get here, then guess what I'll do? I'll just love on them. Well, pastor, what I did, it doesn't matter. It's gone. Jesus, forgive. he forgot all about that. And I'm going to forget about it too. Yeah, I know that you split the church and all a bunch of people came with you. But guess what? The doors are open. Come back. Proverbs 29, 17 says this. Correct your son or your daughter. And they will give you rest. Yes, they will give you or they will give delight to your soul. Just letting you guys, if you guys aren't correcting your children, then you're hating on them. I'm just letting my kids go and do whatever they want. I, I just, they're free spirits. I just want them to go. Mm. Blessed are they that use the leather. Hallelujah. 
in the right way. In the right way. Proverbs 12 and 1 says this. Whoever loves instruction loves knowledge. But he who hates correction is stupid. So if I look at you and I, and I give you correction and you get mad, then I should, can, is it okay if I call you stupid? Then you'd be, yeah, now you're offended. Why you call me stupid? I didn't say it. The Bible said it. Jesus called you stupid. <laughs> so what we have is we get offended because of what people say. We get offended by what people don't say to us. We get offended by what people didn't do for us. And we get offended when we get corrected. Listen, you guys, being offended is a God-ordained opportunity to teach us humility so that we may be honored at a later time. You guys hear that? Everybody wants honor now. Yeah. Trust me. People want, I, I sit down, I sit down and think about it. Like with my father, God bless him. My father, he was an honorable man. He did not require me all the time to be obedient. He let me go out and do stupid stuff. And he'd always look at me all mad. The only time I did, my dad ever spanked me or anything like that is when my mom told my dad to spank me. It's, it's an offense. It's coming out. It's... A spirit of offense is hitting me right now. <laughs> my mom, my mom did it. She told my dad to beat me. <laughs> I'm telling you all this story because this is true. I promise you, this was the worst whipping of my life. But to this day, my mom swears my dad <laughs> was up slapping the wall and I was just there screaming. I just want to tell you that. Mom, you there? Yes. Mom, I forgive you for telling dad to whoop me yes yes i just i feel free now <laughs> being offended is a god-ordained opportunity to teach humility so that we may be honored at a later time too many people are looking to be honored at the wrong time it's not the right season i know and i'll trust you i'm just telling you as a parent that your kids when they don't listen to you and they don't do all this other stuff there's going to be a day there's going to be a time trust me that your kids will turn around and they will honor you listen i, I just don't sit down and make them honor you but i'm telling you that there will be a time because there was a time that i wasn't very okay i i was hellish i was just out there i was doing my thing i was you guys remember sexy red i was just out there doing what i was doing j-bone was out on the street all that stuff my parents was just acting they didn't know what was going on i was i literally was a disappointment I, my parents didn't say that that's how i felt but when i gave my life to christ the lord opened up my eyes to how foolish i had been and I remember being able to come and tell my father that I'm sorry. That I told my mom, I'm sorry. I'm so sorry for, for, so sorry for making you guys look bad. For being a disappointment. And you know what my parents said? You weren't a disappointment. I loved you and I've been praying for you. It was that season for them. For that day that my dad, my father, my father, when he was instructing me, I was stupid. 
I was stupid because I wasn't listening and obeying his instruction. But when I got older, when I got saved, I came to my father and I told him what? I said, Lord, in my father's house, there are servants. You guys don't even know. Maybe you don't understand the prodigal son. I came and talked to my dad and this is what my dad said to me when I gave my life to Christ and started serving the Lord because look, my dad could have gave up on me, but he never did. Watch this. You know what my dad said? He goes, this is my pastor. Maybe that didn't hit you. My dad, my father looked at me and said, you are my pastor. He didn't say, I'm your dad. He said, you are my pastor. What an honor it was to him. Not for him to go, see, son, this is what I told you. Look at you now. It's what, it was because of me. You finally listened. But when he said, no, listen, look at the humility. He says, you're my pastor. Those are the days that you guys need to wait for on your children. There's going to be a day that you just keep praying and keep praying. Don't be offended at your kids. Don't cast away your kids from you. Listen, listen, just keep praying. Trust me, I know. I have a son that I'm praying for. I don't sit down and talk about where he's doing and where he's out right now. All I know is that prayer definitely works. I, I don't know. I don't know. Maybe you guys don't understand that. I am a product of prayer and supplication and thanksgiving. My dad didn't get bitter. He got better. The root of the spirit of offense is bitterness. People who get offended easily are those who are bitter about something. That bitterness is usually caused by a memory of injury. That's why people get so offended easily. Because they've been offended so many times in their life that they're looking to be offended. It doesn't matter. That's what the... You know, the, this whole thing where people call, I guess what they're called, Karens and Bobs. Is that what they're called? Karens and Bobs? It's Ken? It don't matter. <laughs> it doesn't matter. You see, people always get offended by stuff. Why is this society like that nowadays? People are offended with everything. There's a spirit of offense that's attacking the world, and now it's attacking in the church. This should not be so, saints. We should love each other. Hebrews 12 and 14 says this. Follow peace with all men and holiness, which no man shall see the Lord, looking diligently, lest any man fail of the grace of God, lest any root of bitterness springing up trouble you, and thereby, thereby many be defiled. It only takes one person to be bitter. And that bitterness can spread. Right right at the beginning of this this, uh, service, I said, I'm going to fight to keep the unity of the body. Because I'm trying to teach you something. 
And what you're going to learn here today, and what you're learning here today is, is not from when you come in the church, because I can preach to you all day. I want you to take with these words, the words that you heard, hide it in your heart, and go out and be a good Christian. As I close, in order to endeavor to fight and protect the unity and the spirit of the church, we have to remove the root of bitterness that is in us all. We need to go to the Lord and ask him, what is this? What is in me that is causing me to get offended so easily? What is it? I preached a message when it said, Lord, it's me. It isn't what somebody else did to me. It's how I received it. And once we discover what that is, ask the Lord to help me remove it, to uproot it. You guys understand what I'm saying? You can always cut off the fruit. You can always cut down the stem. You can always cut down the, 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 the trunk of the tree, but there's still a root that's in there. That's another message about fruit. But I'm here to tell you that there's some things in us that go down deep. There's things that have been done to you, things that people have said to you, offenses that may have happened to you. I don't know what it is, but I'm here to tell you, there's something in there that you got to ask the Lord. Lord, what is it? Bring back to remembrance. Let me know, why am I like this? It seems like every relationship I get into, and we're always looking at other people, I can't find a husband. I can't find a man. Every relationship I get into, what is it? But there's something wrong with all, wrong with all these men nowadays. There's something wrong with all these women nowadays. No, it's you. Look into yourself. The best way to avoid taking offense is to receive everything with grace. grace someone says grace well what does that look like what is receiving everything with grace I'm glad you asked if someone says something to you that is potentially can, uh, can potentially offend you you have to say to yourself is there something that I did something that I did to make them say what they said or do what they did maybe they were having a bad day Right, man. I'm going to tell you right now. When I came in, when I came into church earlier today, I saw people coming in here. People ain't always in here smiling. You don't know what kind of day they had. You don't know what phone call they had. You didn't know what happened. Maybe the the money, the money. You know, the first just happened. You know how that everybody gets angry after the first. <laughs> you don't know what kind of day they're having. And you say hi to them, they just walk by you like, "What's wrong with that sister so and so? She she didn't even say hi." Give somebody some grace. If you love, give grace. You, there, this is a place of grace. This place, people in here make mistakes all the time. And I'll, and I'll give you the truth. And, and when you make mistakes, it's okay. I can ask the teacher, how many times, how many times today when you played the piano, how many mistakes you made? A lot.
Same thing with every. I hear there's times I see people singing in there and no. Do we judge them? Do we judge them? We see them up here like that. But what about when you go home and as you're driving and somebody, boom, cuts in front of you and you go ahead and start praising the Lord. Why can't we give that person grace? I'm going to help you guys. I'm going to help you. Watch this. When that person cuts you off, you get mad and you, you, you speed up because you do it. You speed up and try to look at them real quick. I want you to remember this. I want you to remember this. You've cut off people too. Yes. Why don't you give the same grace that you got from God? We are dispensers of grace because God fills us full of grace. He gives us God full of grace through us. And we should give other people grace. Yes, you offended me, but I'm going to give you grace. I don't know what's going on in your life. I know what's happened. I don't, I don't know what it is. You guys, you guys, it may be anything. Give them grace. That'll keep you from being offended. That'll keep you. Listen, sometimes we need to tear those strongholds down. Bring it into captivity so that you can allow people into your life. So you can deal with real relevant relationships with God and his people. But we, if we keep building up these fences, we're never going to do what God told us to do. And that is to love one another the same way I've loved you. Only mature people of God can overlook the mistakes of others. To do so is not weak, but is a sign of a strong and healthy heart. No one is perfect. Giving, giving people the same grace you want when you make mistakes. Colossians 3 and 14 says this. <laughs> and above all these things, put on love, which is the bond of perfectness. And let the peace of God rule your heart to the which also you are called in one body and be thankful. God doesn't want you walking around offended because he doesn't want you walking around offending somebody, betraying somebody, and then starting hating somebody. It's the last thing I wanted to say because I don't even have it in my notes, but I just want to help you guys. This is how we can keep each other from being offended. Matthew chapter 18. Matthew chapter 18, I think it is 20. Eighteen and fifteen. You guys got that? I'll just read it. Moreover, if your brother sins against you, 
go and tell him his fault between you and him alone if he hears you you have gained your brother I'm just going to stop right there for a second if somebody offends you don't run off and start telling everybody else because this is what we do and we're all in here everybody in here is guilty of gossiping you don't even know you're doing it watch this this is how it happens somebody says something to me I, I didn't like Tira do you do you know that sister so and so came up and said something to me do you think there's an issue with that Did, what do you think I should do in that case should, you're gossiping the bible says if somebody sinned against you or offended you you immediately go oh wait a minute we need to talk you and I alone that's what the scripture says go alone don't go and discuss it with anybody go alone hey can we talk and as you talk you say man I was a little upset with what you just said can you kind of clarify what you said to me and you know what most of the time watch this most of the time people are like oh I'm sorry what I really meant to say was this like that it was a misunderstanding and of course yeah people are upset they're heated but if you keep talking it back and forth talking it back for us and then all of a sudden this is what usually happens. It's like, I'm sorry, I didn't mean to offend you. Do you forgive me? Yes, I do forgive you. Even if you have bad feelings. You guys, you know, even though you're like shaking and you're upset, that's okay. Because you, you, got, you got to forgive them. So yes, and then be honest. Listen, I forgive you, but can you give me some time to process this whole thing? because it's between me and you because I'm not going to go out and tell everybody do you know what sister so and so did to me because now I'm offended and then I think I'm going to leave the church it usually happens it, it takes about three or four months three or four months and there'll be a bunch of people to leave with them then the Bible goes on and it says in uh, 16 let's say you go to that person and you're like, look, you did me wrong. You sinned against me. And the person's like, I ain't trying to hear you yet. Back away. This is what you got to do. But if they don't hear you, take with you one or two or two or more that by these mouths of two or three witnesses, every word may be established. And if he refuses to hear them, tell it to the church. That's when you tell the church. You guys with me on this? It's getting, it's getting quiet. Because I can tell you right now, somebody in here is going to offend you. And you're going to walk around. I'm telling you this. I'm, I've been doing this for almost 16 years. And I'm going to fight for this. Because I'm not going to sit down and, because sister so-and-so is mad with other sister so or brother so-and-so. No. Let's be mature Christians and go to each other and say, listen, man, I got an odd against you. Let's settle it. And this is what's going to happen. We'll all gain a brother. It's okay to argue. Do you guys know what the Bible says? It's, it, watch this. The Bible says that iron sharpens iron. Do you guys know what that means? That when iron sharpens iron, the iron gets sharp. But do you know that when iron sharpens iron, there's something that happens. It's called friction. Heat. That's what people say, man, I'm heated. 
So when you're sitting there talking to somebody, and you're like, oh, 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 they heated. Yeah, that's good. We need that. Because once you're done with the, with the, the heat and the friction, now you're sharper. You're mature in the things of God. So that's what we got to do. Endeavor to keep the unity and the bond of peace in our church. Please, if somebody offends you, go and tell them, do the word of God. That's it. But as I said, there's some people in here today that have a seed and a root of bitterness in them. And you can't even get over it. Today, we're going to deal with that. Amen? Amen. Stand to your feet. Thank you, Lord. I know, I don't know if this is your first time visitors or whatever else. I just want to tell you something that, you know, sometimes we sit up there and we go, you know, bow your heads, close your eyes and do all the other stuff. This is just my thing, my, my theology on this. I did a lot of stuff out in the world, open. I don't think we need to bow our head and close our eyes when somebody else comes to the altar because I was doing stuff I should be ashamed of. But right now, people that come to the altar, it's not a walk of shame. It's a walk of victory. <laughs> I was walking around boasting in my sin. But now God's forgiven me. Well, you don't come up here and say, okay, Lord, enter him in my heart and this and that and that and forgive me. He's already done all that. The Bible specifically says when they heard the word, they were pricked in their heart. And you could receive the Lord Jesus Christ if you just believe in your mouth, with your mouth. Confess it in your mouth and believe in your heart that Jesus Christ is Lord. If somebody's here today and they, they're like, man, listen, I, I heard the word today and, and about being offended. And the one thing I don't want to do is I don't want to offend my Lord. I want to receive him into my heart. I don't want to be an offense to him. If that's you today, you say, I want to receive Jesus Christ. If that's you, just raise your hand real quick. Matter of fact, just come on up. Come on up. If that's you. My second petition is this. And you can just get out of your seat. You can come up. The second petition is this. Maybe you've kind of strayed away from your relationship with Jesus Christ. You said, I used to be, but now I'm not. I should be doing better. It's kind of like an apology when somebody does something to you. You go up and you apologize. This, this is what it is. It's the time saying, look, I'm recommitting my life to Christ. If that's you, come on up. Come on up. My third petition is this. If you're dealing with an ought, a sin that somebody's done with you, there's a root of bitterness. If even right now, during this time, as the Spirit's moving, and you say, Lord, help me get rid of this root of bitterness. I want to be a better person. I want to be a better husband, a better wife. I want to be a better friend. If that's you today, come on up if you need prayer.